guys now officially the second season of our show and the first episode welcome back this is your host johnny uh my co-host isn't here today and we're gonna when we have two guests today um care to introduce yourselves hey everyone my name is caesar and i'm johnny's cousin I, i'm so i'm also johnny's cousin and you're gonna hear me scarcely you gotta talk. Ah, <laughs> oh well. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, um, we're gonna be discussing on today's episode. We're gonna be discussing on the Green New Deal, among the stimulus bill that happened recently, and other topics as well, depending on how this conversation evolves. Or devolves. <laughs> Maybe yeah, or devolves too. We'll see how it goes though. All right. So anyhow, um, this whole, uh, with this whole quarantine thing has been happening for like the past two months, three months, I believe. I'm not sure. Correct me on that. Um, we've, we've noticed, or at least I've noticed that there's been a trend, a small trend with this whole Green New Deal thing that's been happening. So I, uh, so I just think that's important because many people want to take like, since there hasn't been any like much use of gas emissions lately i guess people see or these woke people see like you know this is a, this is a uh, good thing i mean to an yeah. extent yeah but that also means that yeah, um, to an extent people aren't spent that implies that people aren't spending money and that's kind of bad for the econ but uh oh yeah. it is yeah Definitely. yeah so it it is kind of like an exercise in what would happen if some of the uh, implementation of the green new deal is put if some of the things that the green new deal calls for is implemented which is a uh, reduction in co2 so uh, that part we can actually physically see we can see like for example in venice how the waters have cleared so much that the um some animals have been returning to what really was their natural habitats because it's so clean now and we can literally see from the international space stations they have a few good pictures of how oh, uh, pollution has been diminished and and where you know modern history has shown has been some of the most polluted places on earth like uh, china and some of the major cities here in, in the united states so uh, we can see that uh, definitely a reduction in um, oil use, specifically gasoline or transportation, yep. um, really has a, a positive effect on on our planet. And but we also see that the opposite is true. The what the um, what the critics of 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 things like the Green New Deal propose that. Uh, that while we do help the environment, we also hurt humans at the same time. And mm. so, you know, we're ne- we are negatively affecting our economy right now that everything is shut down. And I mean, some of these statistics are really uh, worrisome, like 53% uh, un- of, of working adults are currently unemployed. Uh, where people are expecting uh, higher levels of unemployment as time goes on, worse than the Great Depression. Uh, and so 
and because of that we can expect uh, mortality mortality rates to go up in cases of extreme poverty due to you know lack of economic um, economic activity so the so in in they both kind of are correct both the the proponents of the green new deals as far as um the the effects on the environment goes and as, and the critics of the green new deal as far as economic uh, activity and how it actually will hurt people so uh it, it's 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 an interesting experiment that's that's going on right now and uh kind of like both camps are being proven right uh, so yeah but what's been proposed you know the people that want to implement the green new deal people like AOC and and, and people that that support Bernie Sanders what they have a plan mm-hmm. where oh they're going to uh and you know obviously they admit that uh oil jobs are going to go away because that is the point you know of cutting back emissions and but they yeah. claim that oh because we're going to put so much money into renewable energies that the jobs lost um in the oil industry they're going well, you know we're going to have new jobs yeah. for them to do in renewable energies but i mean solar power solar power has been um always when people talk about solar power for at least for as long as i've been alive and i'm 32 now solar energy has always been 10 years away but you know then we we reached those 10 years that they claimed that within those 10 years we were solar energy was going to be a thing and solar solar energy still is not as efficient as uh oil is in producing energy and yeah, so yeah. i want to add on that the reason for that i read on an article a while ago is that um uh solar solar energy is like not that cheap to manufacture because it has like a limited a limited lifespan i want to say like 10 years or something like that and once it's done it's done like it's hard to like refurbish it and for continued use it's expensive to like recycle it right so the technologies yeah. uh for for that would allow solar energy to replace fossil fuels still it doesn't exist currently and what these people that pro- propose the green new deal is that we're going to throw a bunch of money at R&D and that's how it, the problem is going to get fixed. But that's not a guarantee that, that that's going to happen. And, uh, we, you know, people that criticize the Green New Deal, uh, they look at other places where a bunch of money has been thrown at a problem and the problem hasn't gotten any better. And in, in some cases, it's gotten wor- worse, like uh, policing and... Um, things like uh, the drug war or education you know uh, we spend a lot of money on education and even though people claim that if we spend a little bit more money things are like that has always been the argument that if we spend a little bit more money and spend a little bit more money things are going to get better but in reality things uh in my opinion at least things, things have actually gotten worse like we the united states falls behind other major industrial countries and even some third world countries or what we would consider to be third world countries in very critical subjects like uh, mathematics and science. And um, even though the United States does lead the world in, in, 
innovative technologies. A lot of that reason is because a lot of the people that work on those technologies are being poached from other countries. It's not necessarily Americans that are doing that uh, advancements of technology. It's actually foreigners. And um, so just throwing money at this very complex problem is it might not pan out the way we wish or we hope that it will. And uh, we, we also have to keep in mind that um, other countries are trying to do the same thing. I mean, China has been yeah. pouring money into renewable energy. So, so has Saudi Arabia and other Western industrial countries. And it just hasn't panned out. I mean, and this has been going on for the last 20 years. I mean, global warming, what, you know, what, it's not called wow. climate change, but global, uh, and it used to, it started off as global warming. And this, so this, and it's the same subject. And this has been talked about since the 70s. Since the 70s, we've been trying to tackle this problem of climate change. And, you know, the, the, the technology that they claim is going to save us just has not been developed yet because the major reason is that it's not easy. Like this shit is, it's not, it's not no, it's easy. Not. Yeah, Definitely it's not it. easy to say, oh, you know, everyone's going to have solar panels on their roofs and our cars are going to be electric. Yeah. And Tesla, Tesla and Faraday Future and, uh, you know, all these other yeah. companies investing heavily on electric um, cars. And it just, I mean, you need the, the, the closest competitor to Tesla that would be affordable for, for a mass-produced car is Chevy's Bolt and Nissan's Leaf. And they, I mean, I don't think the Bolt is ugly. Actually, I, I really like the way that car looks. <laughs> but the Leaf is an ugly-ass car. Yeah, and it's so loud. Huh? It's loud, isn't it? Well, it, it cuts the design is supposed to cut down the the noise of the of the wind resistance that it has, but just the the it's just an ugly car. And I mean, if I know anything about humans, is that people don't like to be th- and people don't like to consume things that they consider to be ugly. <laughs> so, and and just as and not only <laughs> is it an ugly car, it's an impractical car too. Like it charges slow, it doesn't have long range. And so, you know, mm. I think Tesla has the best model, which is um, you start off expensive and then you build into uh, inexpensive vehicles. But the fact still remains that um, range anxiety is still hasn't been fixed, even with the Tesla's long ranges, even with their superchargers, you know, the um, solar power still still just isn't there. And I don't know if it's going to get there in the time that we need it to get there. And a lot of these uh, Green New... Another thing that I think it's um, missing in the Green New Deal, if we, if we are serious about transferring from fossil fuels into clean, renewable energy, is nuclear power. And the Green New Deal actually poo-poos nuclear power. And that that's actually not a good thing. I mean... Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't put that in here, but I read, yeah, I read so about it, The too. thing about nuclear power is that there's that stigma of it, like failing and like a good chunk of the uh good chunk of people die in that part of land becomes chernobyl. like uh, chernobyl yeah yeah chernobyl i mean no one can live in chernobyl now so the the fears are very real yeah right um that is a very scary situation yeah. and as we've learned through russian uh through what happened in russian chernobyl like you said it's it it 
it's a devastation when things go wrong. So they have a, a, the margin of error there really low, and they're devastating when we cross it. Not all, and then um, Fukushima, what yeah. happened there? And that fucking thing seems to be still being uh, still leaking. And the the, the no, Japanese government wasn't so truthful as to the extensive of the extensiveness of the damage there. So then there's that, you know. But uh, it seems now that we've, you know, Fukushima, those reactors were really, really old. Um, and it's just, you know, back then it was expensive to to update them. So they never really did. So a lot of that is in then, you know, if we look at things like that just by themselves, and let's just look at fossil fuels and all the leaks that have happened and and it with the oil drilling in, in the seas and, and the, like fracking and fracking and then on land and the waste of water and the waste of water. Well, well fracking is kind of like another another conversation. But okay. um, but let's just look at this uh, because it doesn't pertain to my point right here. But we'll okay. talk about fracking. But my point is that with with just conventional technology and all the human error that has caused major devastations. You don't think we're gonna fuck up with some of these renewable energies as well? <laughs> like, and then people, yeah. you know, something goes wrong one time and people are scared and put a stop to the to the, to thing, the tech, yeah. yeah, to the thing for a really long time. It's like we are we're I don't even think we're that mature as a people to <laughs> <laughs> to handle some of these No, I don't yeah, so, I don't think we're not and then that's another problem, right? Uh but and then so but with the the shift has to change is the the fact of the matter is that are we gonna are we gonna accept what's really needed uh like for example nuclear energy to to start transitioning into these these like nuclear energy could be a good transitional form of of energy creation while we still develop uh solar power and wind power and and hydroelectric and and other stuff yeah like if we move to to yeah. to to nuclear energy. Meanwhile, we're still trying to develop these other energies. That, at the very least, what that happen, what that allows to happen, is that we start reducing our uh, subsistence on oil. And you know, we don't have to look at nuclear energy as a long-term solution. We could just see it as a transitional solution into what eventually would be renewable energies that don't rely on nuclear power. But I mean. That's out of the table with the Green New Deal. They, they, they are no, they are anti-nuclear energy. So I think that that puts a big hurt on the feasibility of the of the Green New Deal. Yeah. Even like, even if they manage to cut out like 100%, like net zero emissions, it would affect like. Oh yeah, and that that is a big criticism yeah, of really. third world countries. Yeah, because third world countries yeah. are actually the main polluters uh, when it comes to as it, as it stands right now. The main polluters are third world countries because they're burning oil trying to develop their nations. You know, they're paving roads and they're yeah. building construction. You know, they're trying to allocate new transportation yeah. systems and stuff like that. So, um, if we put a stop to that. If we try to put a stop to that immediately, all that advancement and some of these third world, yeah, they, they all of all of a sudden that stops because we don't have the technology to to do that to do uh, paved roads and with electric trucks. Like there are no electric trucks out there, you know. 
<laughs> Everything runs on diesel <laughs> when you talk about these heavy powered machinery that need to do really, really, uh, that need to move very heavy, heavy things. things around. Yeah. It's diesel power and that's oil. So, uh, and then, and so a lot of third world countries criticize the United Nations for trying to implement zero net emissions. Um, as a way to keep them in poverty, which is uh, maybe not what the actually, but it's it's what's happening. It's it's the outcome. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen. But I mean, it's not that we're trying to. I mean, that's the criticism. I mean, and they're correct. Like they are correct. It's funny too because I heard. I'm not sure if this is true, but I heard that um, Africa would be hit the hardest if uh, climate change keeps going. So it's like a kind of a win-win, a win, a lose-lose situation for them. If we don't do anything, they get fucked. If we do something, they still get fucked. And you know what? I, one thing that I don't like about um, when we talk about why a lot of these nations are in poverty, we don't talk about what actually keeps them in poverty. And a lot of it has to do with the way they interact with Western countries, the the loans that are given to a lot of these African nations to develop their countries come with a lot of strings attached that benefit Western nations. And that that that's not. I mean, they kind of like we said how earlier when before we started the podcast, we were talking about how um, the Green New Deal has a big social justice uh, element to it, which is. Um, they have a point, but they don't yeah. go into specific details as to how are these nations negatively affected by Western nations, like nations like Latin America and Africa. And uh, I don't yeah. know if they're, they're not aware of how they're being negatively affected, but they are aware that it's happening. But that's uh, you do a disservice when you don't know what the problem really is. You know there's a problem, but you don't know where it really is. Yeah, the, the thing that, that I don't like is that they don't, they, they, at least to me, they don't show an interest to figure it out. And a lot of it has to do yeah. with the way that, um, you know, the United States and Europe has gone into Africa and they have, they call it aid, where they go in and they like, okay, so we're going to develop infrastructure for you so you can have electricity and, and, and all these other, you know, modern things of the modern modern world. But it comes with too many strings attached that benefit the Western countries. Like, for example, a lot of these loans come with the caveat that you can only use Western uh, companies to help you build this infrastructure. Mm. And it's like, they have construction companies that could do that in their countries too. Like it, it would be a big, like if the point was for them to develop their, their economic and uh, bring them into the modern age, the best thing for them to do is just to give them the money so they can spend it in the companies of within their own country. So they can have that, that, that expertise of them building it themselves but the problem is that they cut them out mm. and they bring in Western countries to come and do a half-assed job and then they leave and then later on things start breaking down and the reason why they can never really fix it, like there's always outages in a lot of these places where these kind of deals have been done is because they always have to call back the, the Western companies that set up the infrastructure there because they're... if. Because they don't themselves, they didn't build it and they don't really know how everything works. But if they had built it themselves, then they would have been self-sufficient. 
But, you know, so they don't, I never hear this type of criticism being lashed out at why, uh, as being the reason why a lot of these nations are the way they are, even though they've had billions of dollars pour into their economy to try to get them to uh, first world status. The reason, a lot of the reason why they still are considered third world has to do with these really corrupt deals that they got pressured into signing. And uh, this is why a lot of African Latin America are still considered third world countries, despite all the aid that has been given to them. It's, it's corruption. And they don't address that in the Green New Deal. What they do say is that they've been negatively affected and that this is because of racism. And it might be true, but you're not, you're not pointing at anything that happened. And thus, you don't have any real solutions to fix the problem. And, but what they do say is that we're just going to throw more money at it. And, more, and if you're just going to do the same deals that happened yeah. 20 years ago, nothing's going to change. <laughs> It's a waste of money, yeah. It's just a waste uh, of money. Uh, Complete waste of money. It's a massive waste of money. So, um, one, uh, the Green New Deal's goals are unattainable because of their own uh, ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, their own ignorance and their own unwillingness to really test, uh, to really go in and examine the problem. What? And I think a lot of it has to do that they think they know what the problem is and they like to point at white supremacy. And I mean, that might have a kernel of truth because of the way some of these deals are set up, but just calling, just saying, oh, it's white supremacy, white supremacy doesn't fix anything. And it doesn't point at any tangible uh, problem, anything that we can actually point and see. We don't have any names. They just... Uh, you know, uh, they say white supremacy, Donald Trump, bad man, you know, <laughs> and orange man, bad. And then orange switch. man, bad. And, uh, and they think they, they did a real critical analysis of the problem. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, take it from a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, to her, credit, to her credit, to be fair, does have, and she does, she does have yeah, an uh, econ degree from. A really good university, Boston University. So, uh, to as well, I don't know if that's to her credit or to to their criticism because yeah, because she said that a tax error could be used to do stuff with. Oh my god, it's an error. Yeah, so she 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 claimed that uh, basically someone wrote the wrong digits on a tax form, and she said we could. She thought we could use that money to spend on the communities. Like no, thing is like it was a tax. It was an error. It was a human error that this money doesn't exist. But she claimed that, oh, Oof. instead of giving this company this much money, we could use it to our communities. And all the while not knowing that that was an error, like that money does not exist. Like, <laughs> yeah, she kind of aims but for like, the, well, yeah, she aims for like the reason why she jumped on it was because community. it fit her narrative that the rich always get richer at the expense of the poor, which it's true. Like it's a true criticism, but the way they, they, they They don't point. Yeah. The way they frame it is not to, it's more to, so they can point it out. And so they can give a grand speech about how they're fighting against it without actually fighting against it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she addresses it like very poorly. Yeah. But yeah, like from the videos, yeah. a lot of people don't but like her. But you know what? Just as many people do like her, 
for all the wrong reasons. I yeah, think, in my opinion. I mean, uh, there's a documentary yeah. made about her rise. We saw it. Yeah, and it was interesting and it was cool to see. It was a Ooh, really good documentary. It. And it just, uh, I mean, it really does put a struggle to her image. But just seeing the way she's acted since she's gone and, you know, since she started Congress, is, it's completely changed my opinion of her. I don't find her to be a serious politician. Yeah. And she doesn't really seem to appreciate, like, uh, her own position because she said something along the lines of it's impossible for a poor 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 person to like rise up the little socioeconomic hierarchy even though she herself did it right and then exactly and then that is like um, her her hypocrisy is even unknown to her <laughs> she doesn't realize how hypocritical she sounds when she says that uh, people can't you know, uh, raise raise themselves um, out of their own poverty when, in fact, she did. <laughs> you know, is it hard? Yeah, but it's possible. It's very hard, and you do need help from people, most definitely. But you can't say that it's impossible when you yourself have actually done it. So it's like what she's... And she wiped that part of her life from her memory. I know, or... right? Like if she was. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, her story is endear endearing. Uh, she she came. If you, if you didn't know she was a college grad, if she just knew that she was a, a, a some bartender from the Bronx, and now she's a a, a a U.S. representative in arguably the the most powerful nation in the world, that's it. And then you say that you can't raise yourself out of poverty, like that defeats your whole your story. Like yeah. it's, it's her story. That is her story. But I mean. <laughs> And uh, take just, a look I want to I want to start talking about education real quick because um, uh, the fact that she's educated and that it's she scary. and and she's very well educated and then she had to turn into bartending as a means to sustain herself is it is kind of scary like what happened what happened to that degree I mean yeah I I'm I'm about to start. Uh, college and I'm pursuing the same type of degree that she does, uh, economics. But like, I don't understand why she was working as a bartender. I mean, there's tons of opportunity there for economists. And so uh, one thing that I wanted to mention of that is that college is not the end-all be-all for people. You know, right now there's a big narrative and it has been going on even when I was in college 10 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, more 15 years ago, that if you want to be successful and have a lot of money, you have to go to college. And that is not a true, that's not true. You you don't have to go to college to be rich and successful. Uh, and, you know, they, they like to show you all these statistics that point to college educated people make this amount of money per year but um they also neglect to mention how much debt that you could go into that negates all the money that you could be making and then if you if you picked a major that you're not happy with this has happened a lot um uh you know i obviously being my age i know a lot of college graduates and i do know some people that graduated into that went into a major graduated and hate it 
and this have one nothing to do with that major. So uh, this whole notion that you have to go to college or you're never going to be something in life is, is bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the successful people that I know didn't go to college. And one thing that I would recommend people to do right now is to really research the type of work that that a major that you're looking into would do and see if you would like that. Another thing that I would tell people to do is take a real hard look at community colleges because that's a good way to to experience what a college, not college life, I mean college work, what college work is actually like. And then you can decide whether you want to continue it or not. Exactly. And you can actually explore different yeah. subjects from there. And at a very, very affordable and in some cases free mm-hmm. cost. And so uh, I would really tell people to take a really hard look at community college if you're not 100% sure that you want to go to college or that, you, or that, that you're not 100% sure what you want to study. And even if you are sure of what you want to study, I would say the college route is uh, the community college route is better because you're the first. So college is basically divided into four years, the two years being general education classes. You can take those general education classes at community college for uh, very, very little money. And then you can transfer out once you know what you want to study, you can transfer out. And even if you don't, like you do those first two years in community college, you could take a break and get a job and and explore the the work field. And you can still transfer into a a four-year college after that. Um, What I really emphasize is um, work ethic and savings. Uh, I know a lot of people that with those two skills, they don't need a college education. there, there's a, there's plenty of work out there that if you're willing to work there, you can climb up pretty, pretty easily, um, if you have good work ethic. And then, so the, and then another thing too, if you gotta just save, you have to build the habit of saving. And I say it's a habit because, uh, just because you know you're making a lot of money doesn't mean you're you just spending frivolously. Yeah, there like there's people, there's high income yeah. people out there that live paycheck to paycheck specifically because they don't have a habit of saving, and that is a yeah. that's like a really sad situation when you when mm. you see something like that. You see... Yeah, like when people have the money, they would like yeah, you can do what you want, but the money. hard thing to do is do to save. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, there's a uh, and they don't teach this yeah. in schools anymore, which is uh, um, very unfortunate. But they used to have a home ec class, uh, and in home ec they would go over finances like this. And one of the things that was very popular back then, and this was in the boomer generation. That's why right now the boomers, <laughs> uh, you know, boomers had a, uh, <laughs> a really good uh, percentage of home ownership when they were in their in their mid twenties to early thirties, a lot of like more than 50% of boomers, I think would already own or were in the, in the process of owning their homes. And a lot of it had to do with what they, what they learn in school, just in high school, not even college. This is a very old and lost wisdom here that the very, this is what your savings account should look like. Six months of your yearly income should have, that's the very minimum that you should have a savings. 
six months of your yearly income. So like if you make $32,000 a year, then those $16,000 is what you should have in your bank account as your savings at the minimum. And so uh, a lot of people don't have that anymore. They don't know about that. And they don't know about these, these different ways of managing your budgets because they, I mean, I never was taught that in school actually when I was going. Now it's being emphasized, oh, we need to have financial literacy classes in in high school because yeah that's where a lot of people don't the majority of those the population even now the majority of the population the overwhelmingly majority of the population still does not go into college and so uh that you take this curriculum out of the the high schools and it's no wonder why the majority of the population now doesn't have 500 dollars for an emergency like 500 dollars would put people out of out of work out of a, a home you know into the streets into homelessness five hundred dollars that's ridiculous uh but it's it's kind of like a consequence of you know taking these classes out of high school and only now they're like okay we need to do something about it and they have these classes and i don't know if they have these classes in high school but i know they have what they call financial literacy classes in high school and I've never taken any, so I don't I don't know what they look like. But if they're not telling you that six that um, six months of your yearly income should be uh, your minimum in your savings account, then there's a problem. And uh, another thing that they 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 don't teach anymore is that no more than one third of your uh, of your monthly income should be going to rent. And that is a problem right now because rent is obscene. People, more than 50% of people's paycheck goes to pay rent. And uh, that's disastrous, you know. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, the shitty, shitty jobs that are out there. But also the people don't have the work ethic to rise within a company or a business that they work at into a better salary position over time because it's hard work and because they don't have worse that work ethic they don't want to do it yeah exactly so it's like um that's why i say work ethic and savings you don't need to go to college after that it's an option and uh fin finances um the number one and this is another uh, astounding statistic that the number one reason why people get divorced is because of finances. And uh, yeah, that that's fucked up. Yeah. And so, yeah, wow. money problems oh, yeah. destroy marriages, <laughs> you know? So uh, if there's anything that I want to emphasize today is uh, work ethic and uh, savings, uh, you know, build the habit of savings and um, one thing that I used to talk to you and uh, and Saul about, Johnny, was that this was just a goal and you should try to meet it. Um, but that if you don't get to it, it doesn't mean you're a failure. But by the time you leave high school, you should have at minimum $10,000 saved. You have four years to do that for little odd jobs. Get a job one year, save everything. You know, by the time you leave high school, ten thousand dollars should be a goal for you. So, and even if you don't do that, six thousand, five thousand, three thousand that you leave high school with is still a win. Um, and then the after, so because then after that, uh, you can move out on your own 
if you need, you can get a job. You could get a car, even a used car with ten, less than $10,000 that you could use to, you know, commute to school and commute to a part-time job that you have. So, um, and a lot of people just don't, it's not impossible. Like I used to, I started working when I was 16 and I, I calculated that I've had saved at least 75% of my paycheck that I had. I would have, but uh, I would have had almost $10,000 by the time I had left high school, but I didn't do that. I, what did I do? I, I went out a lot on the weekends. I used to pay for my friends drinks and food. I used to invite my friends to, you know, to eat. I used to spend a lot on myself. And um, that was not a good idea. <laughs> that was not the best thing. I, that was not the best thing I could have done with that money. <laughs> Didn't you used to buy new clothes on the first day? I used to buy new. Hey, day I used to go <laughs> buy new shoes and new. Clothes. <laughs> and, hey, uh, man. So yeah, I have nothing to show um, for all that all that work that I did while I was in high school. And uh, that's not a good thing. And and it's a habit. It's a habit you have to build. And. Uh, Someone has to be on your shoulder saying, are you sure you want to buy that? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> so, you know, unfortunately, there's no such thing as, uh, as, your, <laughs> as your conscious or what's that, you know, like, um, like, like the little angel, like the little angel, shoulders. you know, that, that doesn't, exist. but if you can just imagine it, like every time you go to spend <laughs> money, if you could just ask that question, do I really want this? And uh, what, what could I be? doing other than spending yeah. this money i think that's a very important question to ask every time you try to pull out that debit card or try to put out the cash that you have in your pocket you know but um so we talked about that uh, that was actually a segue we didn't i didn't think about speaking on that until we talked about aoc's education <laughs> yeah but um you know <laughs> oh uh also like i wanted to cover like the rent part i know that rent is a yeah. pretty scarce issue right now at the moment with this whole thing and a lot of like like low low or middle class don't don't have work because of that and then i i don't know if you guys seen this too but in like i guess in some places they like the landowners cut out the rent for those who can't afford it so i just wanted to, i wanted to like ask you guys like is that a good thing for them uh, to cut it out? I don't know, I don't know enough about ec economics, but mm. what I do, what I have been yeah. seeing around is that around my neighborhood, I have seen more like people sleeping in their cars than I have my entire life since it began like around like what, March? So yeah, I've seen like March, April, I've seen more people sleeping in their cars while I walk around my dog, more than I have my entire life, which is weird. That's a... Uh... That's a frightening situation yeah. right there for those people. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, that that is a good thing that landlords are um, are not charging people for the rent during the pandemic, because uh, obviously people are not working and there's people that you know, obviously like we just talked about, people live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And if they're not getting that paycheck, they're not going to pay rent that month. And unfortunately, yeah. um, there's people. So the and then there's this situation where landlords themselves are still paying off their mortgages, and if they and their only income comes from renting out, you know, uh, whatever apartments they have, and if they can't pay their mortgage, they're bound to lose that apartment complex, and who knows who's gonna buy it after that. That's why. Um, even though I, I consider myself a libertarian, 
because the government mandated the shutdown, it was government's responsibility to to make sure at the very least that the people that were, you know, that they were that were working that they kept continue getting some sort of a paycheck so they can continue paying their bills because this was a this was something that was mandated by the government even though they you know they, they could have gone about it differently i think uh, than just shutting down the economy and uh i think shutting down the economy was a, a mistake but not not the fact that it's not it wasn't going to work but the fact that a lot of people were scared that, well, in the beginning, when we saw this, I started seeing stories about Wuhan in December. And if the government had paid attention to what was going on, and we could have, you know, oh, yeah. prepared by telling people to social distance distance in February and telling them to wear masks when they're around public spaces, when they're around, you know, large groups of people and in inside ventilated areas. I think we didn't have to, we wouldn't have needed to shut down the economy. Hong Kong and Singapore didn't shut down their economy. Um, Hong Kong didn't shut down their economy because they didn't need to. Like, even though they they were having an outbreak, uh, it was contained so much. And uh, it seems to be that a large portion of why they didn't have to shut down the economy, a large reason why they didn't have to shut down their economy has to do with the fact that everyone wore masks immediately when they saw that there was an outbreak in their country. And as we all know now, masks may not prevent you from catching it, but it does prevent you from spreading it if you have it. And that's just as important. And so when you had the CDC telling people not to wear anything if you don't feel sick, but then you also see that you could go up to 14 days being infectious having it and being infectious without any symptoms there the logic doesn't pan out as to why they told people not to wear masks they should have told people don't wear uh n95 mask but wear a face covering because the face covering works you know so yeah but they didn't do that you know so isn't there some something about like china and uh and who like uh buying about yeah China did lie. Yeah, I was about, the I was World say Health right Organization that, the, put out a tweet saying yeah. that China has found had found no evidence of human human transmission. That very same day, China already knew that it was uh, infectious. Yeah, person to person. So they lied about that. Uh, person to and person. if they hadn't done that, um, if they had been, they, yeah, they held that information for six days, six crucial crucial days that uh, could have prevented this pandemic. But at the same time, if the United States had not advised people to um, to not wear masks, if they had told people instead, okay, you don't need clinic, you know, N95 and surgical masks, but what you should do is cover your face with anything, even a bandana would have worked. If they would have said that in February, I don't think we would have been having this economic shutdown now. And so, or maybe people are stupid. Well, maybe, but I think I think it would have been a high probability that we wouldn't have a shutdown <laughs> if they had told people to cover their face up in social distance for in February. And we knew since December that something was very, really, yeah. really wrong in China. And you know, I guess a lot of the reason was that China lied as well. 
which is why governments were like, you know, they had fought wrong information to go by. And so, you know, it, it was just a, a clusterfuck from the beginning, <laughs> you know. Um, so, so now we are where we are. We are, yeah. we are. Yeah. I mean, like, apart from like that, I know the media kind of covered. Yeah, because like um, how it's like. Then Trump like had like a uh, Chinese yeah. band or something for a bit. That would have worked in January. <laughs> like in the yeah. beginning of January, if he had just said that no Chinese, <laughs> uh, the all flights from China would have would have stopped in January. Because I think this the the Chinese or, like, flight ban yeah. began in early February, if I'm not wrong. If they had started in January, part of would have gone a long way. And then again, um, if Europe also, because oh my god, what happened in Italy was really bad. So uh, Italy, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, oh wait, I was gonna say we have a minute left. I don't know if it's gonna cut out. So. What I'm not sure. Where are we right cut now? Out, like at sixty, but I mean, just to be sure. Oh, wow. uh, fifty-nine, fourteen at the moment. I don't know if it's gonna cut out. I haven't really gotten this far. I mean, we can still continue. Okay. Like at that point, we can All still right. continue. So, I'll just have to pertaining to uh, like, the social so social justice um, idiocy that's going on uh, when handling really really complex and important issues like like the pandemic that we just saw Italy had a uh, actually had um, a campaign where it was hug a, Ch- hug a Chinese person <laughs> it, it, right and and then they had the worst yeah, outbreak in that was, Europe yeah, I and saw so if that, they and... had taken this seriously and said okay it's not that all Chinese people have it but definitely those coming in from China do have it uh, and they had uh, they had implemented a, a, a flight ban on China then maybe things would have been different. You know, maybe things, things, maybe they wouldn't have had such an outbreak, but they didn't want to seem racist. So they, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know some, like, countries, I think Germany did, which is crazy. Because I think they have a reputation of being in, like, an open border country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Exactly that. Also, that that kind of went of like a fallback to Canada because they didn't close the okay. borders, and then after, I guess not that long after. Yeah, so I mean, uh, if they had just they had done like, the logical like thing, it, was like, okay, we need to stop anyone coming from China, we need to stop them from entering, you know, from leaving China. Actually, then uh, maybe a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the devastation that happened in Europe would have been um, avoided. Yeah, and, and then the United States also should have closed the borders out of. Um, should have, should have shut down the flights of Europe at the same time that they shut down the flights of China. And I think that's why people are criticizing. Uh, Which the, is fair. I, I think it's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is, I mean, they might've been some sort of uh, like, well, it's coming from China. So let's stop China. So I suppose, you know, there's a saying that says, don't attribute malice to things that could be easily explained by incompetence. So bless you. Got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so um you know, don't attribute malice to that which could be explained by incompetence and i think it was more of incompetence than malice uh meaning that it was more their lack of uh critically thinking that 
yeah, most obviously people from China infected had gone to Europe and then they could come through Europe as well. Um, yeah. Isn't another thing that um, China prevented uh, people from Wuhan to travel to other parts of China, but they still let them travel to other parts of the world? I'm not aware of that. but I am pretty sure that was the thing they did. I'm going to see if I can find that. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah, some other places. Exactly. And then that when Hong Kong, when I forgot they where, saw this coming, where. they immediately, you know, started testing people at airports and and asking them how they felt and and try to see where they were going and quarantining people with symptoms, and so that that's you know another reason why Hong Kong didn't have to have an economic shutdown like everyone else did, and uh, so as opposed to you know, saying that it was yeah. racism that, which is the reason why we had this outbreak in the United States. Well, yeah, like in the yeah. United also States New in York general, too. like the reason why we had an outbreak like in the United States was more to I the see. fact that uh, the Trump administration is incompetent rather than racist, I think. So that's where I stand in that. Yeah, and, um, and it's, uh, I fear people say that, um, Trump has been mostly people from my school. They say that Trump's been focusing on immigration rather than uh, other issues, which I don't think is true. What do you guys think about that? It's definitely not true. Um, he's been bombastic in other issues like uh, North Korea, which I'm I actually support the, what happened with North Korea. I'm 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 in favor. Oh of yeah. Peace. yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he should have been that that hawkish oh, against China, <laughs> even though I'm not a big I, I'm not a big fan of the Chinese government. But uh, I don't think he should have been uh, that aggressive towards them. I don't think he should have been. So no, he's been doing a lot, especially in the Middle East. Uh, I thought he was gonna, at the very least, at the, the one of the positive things that could cut him oh, that yeah. could come out also, of his presidency. Yeah, yeah was uh, us leaving the Mi- Middle East, and instead he, and a lot of places, doubled down. And uh, he's making things worse over there, which is really what every president yeah. has done since Bush, since even uh, Clinton, since and since Reagan, and you know, <laughs> since uh, you yeah. know, since at least the eighties, we've been just you know doubling down the Middle <laughs> East. Basically, every president, you know, yeah. former what was his name? That one Democrat that uh, only had one term because I guess not enough people liked him. Yeah, it he was. was um, yeah, let me look him up. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, all right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so then we have that, right? Okay. Um, I don't think Trump has focused so much on immigration um, more than other issues. You know, uh, the Russian thing really took a lot of his uh, time, time uh, from him governing. So, and uh, now it turns out that there was no collusion after all. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I haven't looked into it that much, but I, I, I know like yes, uh, I was going through social media. I kind of yeah, there, uh, there was no time, and there it's crazy because my, I don't know how many of my teachers from my school know it, but I know one teacher that uh, I, I either a lot of people either fear or respect. Um, he says that uh. A big reason why uh, Trump won was because of fucking Russia, and that's not true. And right. I pointed that out, and he and he still said, "Well, it's still a reason." And I think I caved in and said yes when I shouldn't have, 
because um fuck i didn't want to seem like a douchebag but i probably should have stood my ground yeah so the whole russian thing turned out to be a ironically oh, yeah. a conspiracy hypothesis on their part yeah. you know so that that all turned out not to be true right exactly yeah. and, uh, because donald trump orange man bad uh, didn't also Hillary like apart from Donald yeah, Trump? I know Hillary she, Clinton had. I think like, she, I think the whole story. I'm not sure. Like, actually, you you take it. I don't know much about the that. ironic like, part yeah. about this is that uh, Hillary Clinton had more ties to Russia yeah. <laughs> than Donald Trump did. Uh, while she was Secretary of State, uh, Hillary Clinton saw over the uh, the sale of 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 companies where we get a lot of our uranium from for our nuclear energy and just nuclear stockpile. To, and um, uh, she, she, under her administration, mm-hmm. under her tenure as Secretary of State, she allowed a sale of a very important company to Russians. And I don't, I, I'm not sure if this was proven or not, but the evidence showed that after she got a big substantial donation to her Clinton Foundation, then the deal went through, and now all of a sudden the United States gets all this uh, nuclear. Uh, um, ingredients for the for weapons and, and nuclear energy just so very Russia. important social um, very really really important yeah from Russia and this is national security stuff and she just handed it over to the Russians we don't know why it seems to be a very bad strategic move on the United wow. States why would we do that why would we leave yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I was gonna say like. So that's very ironic. Like, that. As a matter of fact, uh, there was a story uh, in 2016 that said the Democratic Party had an internal poll to see what was um, Hillary Clinton's biggest weakness, um, and it turned out that her ties to Russia were her biggest weakness, and. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, saying that says, uh, deny everything, uh, admit to nothing, launch counter accusations. <laughs> <It's, laughs> I think it's a CIA model. And, uh, and oh so, she, so it seems that she, you know, if we kind of just look at nope. this very loosely, it seems like she, she did that. She denied everything. She uh, admitted nothing. nothing and she launched counter accusations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She threw her biggest weakness on Trump, and it's attack uh, on Trump because you know people. Uh, Donald Trump, as Jimmy Dore likes to say, uh, uh, destroyed people's critical thinking skills. <laughs> hey, that shit would. Be I mean, crazy. Listen, I don't think it would have been a very good uh, time either. Uh, as far as much as people like to say that this has been the worst president, he's done the worst things. No. I think Hillary Clinton has been part of some of the most horrific things um, the United States has done, uh, like the war in Libya and the war in Syria. And she's uh, part of the war on drugs, too. The war on drugs. And, and the war. Uh, yeah, she's a big war hawk. So I, I think uh, she's heavy on. War I don't know. With all that. Obviously, because we can't we can't predict what, what would happen if she had yeah. won. But um, uh I fear that we would have been in some kind of war if she had she had taken yeah. the, the Oval Office. Not that I'm happy that Donald Trump is in the office, but uh, because I think he's a big right. he's we, a big we goofball. A solution yeah, it, it really, there was no winning scenario here. <laughs> it was just, yeah. yeah, 
yeah, it was still a lose lose. Like, yeah, but then I guess it would have been a feminist. That a pretty shitty first Clinton won president. Yeah, you really president. want. They're really. Yeah. I, you would rather go for someone like who actually kind of attains the skill of being president than having, I guess, some sort of it's, historical. And it's yeah, 22. I think Clinton also said that uh, God put her on her to make her president. She said, I think so. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look that up. Yeah. If you could look that up. Whoa. That would. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I think that goes. That's a point what? against the existence of God. <laughs> One for the atheist. Um, I want to, so, okay, yep. let's talk about uh, the CARES Act now. Since, yeah, okay, so Congress, uh, yeah. well, I think this was in, what was it, in April and beginning of March, Paul, they passed the CARES Act. No, it was in April. So they passed the CARES Act, right? And so this is where everybody got their $1,200 from. I got my $1,200 and, you know, and other people did. Yeah, fun. Funny enough, on that, uh, my sister woke me up. Uh, like I don't know how it's like a two in the morning, and she asked if I got. Yeah, it was in the morning because they sent out the check like early in the morning. I'm not sure, but she got it, and then she 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 asked me if I got it too, and my <laughs> dumbass actually looked through it. Yeah, exactly. And then it came to the realization that wait, I don't do taxes. Months. I don't have a job, <laughs> so I'm not getting this money. Yes. Yeah. So we just had a good laugh. Yeah, I looked up the Clinton thing. Apparently, a, a former advisor <laughs> yeah, that was, said that, that was she said that. Part, so yeah. it's alleged. Allegedly, okay. Yeah, so yeah. allegedly. Well, I mean, she is narcissistic like that. I wouldn't put yeah, it past she, her. She did lie about um, helping out Obama. Oh yeah, she was just disgusting all around. Mm. She lied, but um, okay. So a lot of people, you know. Obviously, it was nice to see a large, you know, just this this twelve hundred dollars get put into your bank account, and I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did help some people, but what it cost us in the long run, I think it's much more devastating than um, us having to wait another couple of weeks for for stimulus if we had just stopped this bill that the CARES Act from passing and try to take out all the corporate giveaways that was in that bill. So because of that bill, uh, these big financial firms uh, eventually will end up getting at least $4 trillion as opposed to $400 billion as the CARES Act um, gives them. Because it's going to be funneled through banks and banks through rational uh, fractional reserve banking, they multiply that money tenfold. So when all said and done, these major financial firms are going to end up with uh, $4 trillion to spend in in whatever manner they see fit. And that's going to be a consolidation even further of major corporations that already we complain about having a, a foothold in the uh, American political and economic structures. Yeah, and, that, and doesn't it also like screw over smaller businesses? Well, the reason why it screws over smaller businesses is because smaller businesses need to apply through this very complicated matrix of, um, of regulations. Uh, and even then, it's not guaranteed that they, that, 
it's not going to be paid back. Like the money that the banks are getting, they don't have to pay that back. But small businesses, if they don't meet all the very complex requirements, if they don't, if they, if they don't meet all of the requirements needed, they're going to have to pay a lot of that money back that they need to pay employees or to pay rent and just to make, make sure that they don't go under. So we can expect a lot of small businesses to go under um, if they took this money and then they are forced to pay it back. But, also, because a lot of these businesses, they the cash cash flow for small businesses are crucial. So if they don't have money coming in every day, uh, a lot of their bills are not going to be paid at the end of the month. And so because they've been, you know, they're not taking money every day, they have to wait for this large sum of money that, can, that the government is going to give them. But it might take several weeks. And by the time they actually get the money, it might be too late. Mm-hmm. They might not have business to to you know to invest in anymore, so that's another problem with it. Whereas the banks get it immediately, and that's the problem with it. So the banks get it with with little with with little uh, work on their part, but small businesses have to jump through a million hoops to get theirs, and so that's another problem with the with the uh, CARES Act. It favors large corporations, um, and and actively hurt small businesses and so you can guarantee that a lot of these businesses are just going to be you know they're just going to get bigger they're just going to get bigger and bigger and then we're going to have to be fighting monopolies later on like and uh that's not that that you know it was really hard in the 1940s to to stop these monopolies from you know taking control over the government and now we just allowed the government to, you know, make these companies much, much bigger than they already are. And it, it almost guarantees that they're going to turn around and use that money to buy politicians later. Yeah. And so that's a problem with the CARES Act. Uh, that should not have happened. And, you know, that's another problem with AOC and Bernie Sanders. They, I mean, you, right now you have a video of AOC saying that the bill gives working class Americans crumbs, which is true. But she she could have fought a little harder to stop it. I mean, because she's in Congress, she knew at least a week ahead before this was unveiled and voted on that they could, she, you know, and the squad could have gone together and, and opposed it. And they didn't do that. As a matter of fact, like every every other member of the squad <laughs> doesn't have a video out there, you know, saying how bad this bill is. Only AOC does. But, you know, I thought they were working together to make sure that the best, you know, outcome for the people gets implemented. And they did. They didn't work together. And then that was in the House and the Senate. Bernie Sanders voted for this. And so did Elizabeth Warren, like two of the people that claim to be champions of the working class, working class Americans. And they just, you know, everything that they complain about, about Wall Street being too big yeah. and monopolies and Jeff Bezos, uh, all that. Yeah, all that yeah. that they, you know, would complain about during their campaigns. They just, it's hypocrisy because they just gave more money to these banks that they complain about. And they basically guarantee that they're gonna get it bigger, and so and they and and they voted for it. And you know, uh, there's this guy named Matt Stoller who you can you can um, search, and he 
explains it very clearly. He a week before this this thing was voted on, you you already had because they are members of Congress, they already had the text of the bill. If they had gone through it like he did, he he they could have stopped it, and they did it. And matter of fact, they championed it. And so, um, it really is they they like AOC said, it's crumbs for everyone yes. else and 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 trillions of dollars for the big banks, and. Um, so they, they sold us out. Every, everyone, everyone sold us out. Even me, who I, I supported Tulsi Gabbard in, in while she was running for president, even she sold us out because she didn't say anything uh, pertaining to all the bad things. There were more bad things in this bill than good things, most definitely. And now we have the HEROES Act that just passed the House. The HEROES Act bails out the worst people, uh, the lobbyists, the people that all these, you know, AOC and Bernie Sanders complain about. They want to ban lobbying. Well, the, in the CARES Act, the Democrats are bailing out the lobbyists. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? It's another disgusting display of corporate corruption with, that, that happens with our with our elected officials. And no one's saying anything about it. You know, everybody's focused on, on Donald Trump and how bad he is, but everybody ignores on how bad everyone else is as well. You know, so so one of the things that I wanted to, to end with was this. And uh, yeah, there are no good people in our government right now. Uh, Donald Trump is an idiot. The Congress is corrupt. The House uh, is corrupt. And uh, <laughs> anyone that we think would be a fighter for the people, they're either corrupt weak and ineffect and ineffectious ineffectual ineffective ineffective thank you uh there are no good people here so uh the only thing that people could do is try to look out for themselves first and then try to make sure that those around them are okay so if everybody you know just if everybody individually tries to um, make sure that without, without you know being corrupt and 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 scummy, and scummy um, that if everyone is in a stable footing financially and socially, like um, mental health wise, which has a lot to do with how your finances look. A lot of people are in deep depression because they're poor. Yeah. So you know it's like a very deadly cycle. If people like in your generation, you're you're sixteen, you're eighteen, Johnny. If, I, if people in your situation just make sure that you are never financially unstable, yep. um, that's going to go a lot with preventing uh, rampant poverty later on. So actually, I just went over this earlier. It really just has to do with um, having savings and having a, a strong work ethic. And this is what a strong work ethic means. It means that you, the very basic, you show up on time and that you you do specifically what you're required to do at your job but more importantly that you try to do more than your job you're trying to learn so you can advance yourself in a position later on and so if you're not the 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 best thing that savings allow you to do you're not stuck in one place if you don't like where you're at you can move around you can not only physically not only like by moving houses like moving the place, um, moving from places that you live to places uh, that you don't like to places that you do like, but also making sure that you're not stuck at a job that you hate, that you can move around because you're not living paycheck to paycheck. You know, you could go without working for a month and while you work for something that you like. And if you're if you're adding to your skill set, 
while you're, you know, a lot of the jobs really have common skill sets that you need. Some of the most basic things is uh, attentive to detailed and, uh, and just showing up on time. Just showing up on time <laughs> is a big deal, you know. And um, if you just do what it's required of you to do in your job, but then also you do oh, more yeah. than what's required of you, people see that you uh, are not only reliable, but that you're, you're, you can be counted on when things, when, when you're, when, you know, when things go bad, that you can, you are capable of finding a solution because you know more things about the job than other people that with that comes races and maybe uh a change in position to a higher level, which brings more money in, you know? So, and it just adds to, you know, when, when you're a manager in one place, you could be a manager in something yeah. slightly different because uh, be, uh, a lot of it has to do with dealing with people. So <laughs> that's just work ethic, man. Uh, just, you know, make sure that you're not living paycheck to paycheck, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah. more, more than that is uh, I really do advise people to, I think college is important because it does build skills that do allow you to get more money later on, but paying for it up front is probably the best thing you can do. And this is where your, your savings come in, you know, like you don't, and uh, you can apply for scholarships. Like for example, if you took two three years um, after high school to work and save and you put that on your, but you always, you know, knew you yeah, were going to go. But that's kind of frowned upon because I, I have a, uh... Because I have a college counselor, and I've I've um, told her about that that I'm thinking about maybe taking like a, a leap year or whatever it's called, like an off year to just like get a job, mm -hmm. a gap year, yes. a gap year. Yeah, there it is. Like take a take a gap yeah, year, year, just get a job, yeah. and a gap year, actually. get money, see what happens. And yeah, she kind of like, year. yeah, but then you probably won't be able to go back to college or some shit like that. And it's like it's it's frowned upon. Yeah. So should should you should you say fucking and do it anyways? Do it anyways, but expect not to jump into a four year university. Expect to go back to go into a community college, yeah. which is like also I, frowned upon. Which is not. Yeah, I think it's like, I think you know, I respect college counselors. I think they have the best interests of the student and in, in mind and heart. Yeah. But that is terrible advice to tell people that it's bad to take a gap year or to go to community yeah. colleges and matter of fact for people that are um in the less privileged shall we say or that are just you know too poor to pay for that are poor let's just say that um or that are economically challenged it's a little bit <laughs> politically correct here people that are economically challenged for whatever reason um community college is the best option for you because you get good <laughs> education lower prices and sometimes free because of all the financial assistance that 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 that's out there especially for under what's it called um for finance for people yeah, that need financial help, help you know um i didn't know i qualified for it until my last three years of well because i was going part-time too but the first couple of years that i decided to go back to school i paid out of pocket and uh only until i started getting involved with the school you know clubs and stuff like that that i started meeting administrators and counselors that were like you don't have to pay here so, you know uh, fill this out and, and go here and talk to this person and all wow. of a sudden i qualified for financial aid and well not financial aid but i qualified for the fee waivers and stuff like that so that saved me a lot of money and uh it's a it saves people a lot of money the community colleges and it you know if your your intent is to learn your focus is there to learn you're not going to have a hard time 
Uh, and this is another thing where work ethic, com- work ethic comes in. You know, uh, um, a lot of the reasons why people fail anything, jobs or colleges, because they have a terrible work ethic. Uh, so if you have good work ethic, it's just it, you're going to be good all around. So I emphasize work ethics. Uh, but also um, community colleges, you know, look, take a good hard look at that. Uh, take a gap year. I, you know, if you're not too sure, it's better for you to take a gap year. But save all like it has to be in tandem with you not, you know, taking a gap year and getting a job and saving everything that you make, especially if you're living at home with your parents, if you're lucky enough, uh, you just save all that money. And, uh, and then after that, you know, go to a community college or you could do both. You could, instead of just going straight into a four year university, go to a community colleges for two years, get, you know, get all the general education uh, classes out of the way, get a part-time job and save all that money. And then apply for a transfer to transfer into a four-year university. And then you have a real transfer. Colleges love the story of the person who work hard, you know, and, and, and still try to get into a four-year university, even though they didn't do it right after high school. They love those stories. That's a story of perseverance and struggle. And, you know, everyone loves a good um, story of um, uh, like coming of age. I, no, it's more like uh, you know, when you go go through a real hard perseverance. Perseverance. I think I said that. Yeah, everyone loves a good story of perseverance and um, like time. You know, you know, it's better hard. for you. And then it'll definitely go into building your habit of savings and work ethic. If you take a gap year and then go to a community college and then transfer to for university. Um, I want to just say that this whole concept of going to college and finding yourself and uh, experiencing the college life, in my opinion, that's all bullshit. Um, you know, you go to college because you're going to, you're going to gain real critical skills that are going to help you later on. <laughs> I mean, people who go to college are supposed to do very important things with all the skills that they learn from there. And what we see now is that a lot of people went to college and they didn't gain any kind of important skill, kind of like AOC. <laughs> she had to be a bartender. You do you you're a bartender to pay your way through school, or you know that's the job that you can get before you go to college, not after you get out of college. You know, um, so this whole thing about you go to college to have a good time is bullshit. Don't do that. <laughs> Work your ass off in your classes. Make sure you understand the material. Because when you get out and you get a job and if you really don't have any debt or very little of it, you can enjoy the, the higher incomes that you're most likely, if you're really good at, at you know, if, you're, if you know the skill that you were supposed to learn in college, you come out and people are going to want a good skill, uh, people, people with good skills in their, uh, in their organizations, they're going to hire you. And, you know, because you know what you're talking about, they're going to see, you know, uh, that you know what you're talking about, they're going to hire you, they're going to give you high income, and because you have very little debt, you're going to be able to enjoy Then that's when interest. you enjoy life. That's when you can travel, you know, and buy yourself nice things, but not before, especially <laughs> not during college. And, um, you know, a lot of, th- there's a meme that goes around, you know, when, col- when, when employers want 10 years of experience when you're at 21. Yeah. Well, you get 10 years of experience if you work part-time while you're in while you're in high school or if you get a you you have a gap year and you get all this work experience and then you go to community college then you graduate you transfer you graduate uh for your university and then you get a job and boom 
there's your 10 years of experience, bitch, with the skills needed to do the job. <laughs> and you start at a higher income than everyone else because you have all that experience. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this whole thing about poo-pooing, you know, gap gap years and poo-pooing um, community colleges, that's bullshit. They're very important. They're very, very, uh, they're good things to, to take advantage of. And uh, I suggest people take a real, a re- take a look, uh, take a real hard look at that path of taking a gap year, getting a job. But you have to get a job and save, save like that is. If you don't save, you wasted that year, or you wasted, you know, however long you took um, from school, and then you try to go back and you're in, probably in debt because you went and you got a a nice car. Or, you know, you, you traveled somewhere or, you you know, you have a real nice laptop and a real nice TV, but, you know, um, you have real nice clothes. Right? <laughs> Supreme. Supreme, yeah. Uh, but no, save everything. Save everything, you know, fucking be as frugal as you can. Basically, anything you wanted. Sketchers, go to Walmart, and buy your clothes. Meanwhile, because the money that you save that you could potentially use to, you know... <laughs> Not be so much in depth if you do decide to go to a university. Uh, it's going to help you after you get out of a university. Uh, so you don't have a lot of debt. And then, you know, work, work, work. And when you're in college, work your ass off. Learn the material very well. Make sure that you, you are knowledgeable in whatever it is that you're going to uh, major in. Because you're going to be unstoppable with the work experience that you gained if you took a gap year. And then if you did really well because you actually worked during during college and then you get out and you're experienced, knowledgeable person, very little can stop you from there on, you know. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're done, you know. Oh, as you know, yeah. one thing uh, yeah, I want to say, because too. I think it's very yeah. true. If, if you don't, if I'm people don't thing. do this, young people, especially like people your ages, don't do this and then, you know, kind of just uh, not plan for your future. Um, with what happened with the Congress in the past couple months, the United States very well could look like Brazil in a decade. That's a very real possibility. And uh, if you just Google images of Brazil, you're going to see yeah. that there there is no middle class. It's just you're either very poor or you're very rich. There is no or very little in between, you know, and uh, it's very hard to climb yes, out of that. Yeah. There's uh, no so in between. The best thing that people much. could do right now is not look towards government, but make sure that you are a hardworking, frugal, self-sustainable, self-sustain- yeah, that you're a self-sustainable individual. And uh, college, even in a situation like that, is not out of the question if you have financial stability. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it. I'm done. I'm done lecturing. Is that all you want to address? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, like... The whole you kind yeah, of talked to most of the whole I kind of expected just, this, like, um, literally, me and so because you guys are like, young and I'm just, and just so like, old, and I just, you know, show. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur, yeah. I mean, like, I'm a fossil fuel, <laughs> you have more experience, all right? Like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, of course. We're, we're so like, irrelevant. I think we should I just leave it at that. Like, let's just continue yeah. to. Let's just continue to ignore her. Like she. <laughs> Honestly, there is well, nothing I mean, wise or of benefit yeah, right, that she has done or said since she's been, you know, in the public life. Yeah, and she's she's oh not God. even like uh someone new because of saying, uh, I don't know when I want to say in the nineties or eighties there was another girl that was like in Greta Thunberg's position that whole uh, oh we gotta change shit we gotta do something about climate change or whatever yeah and like yeah there was another girl who was doing that and like I don't know whatever happened to her so like, oh yeah, yeah. it's very picture. unfortunate because this is the time of her life where she needs to be gaining critical knowledge in school that's pretty eerie yeah and she's boycotting school because of climate change like chick this is not gonna go well for you specifically like yeah what <laughs> cnn is trash yeah. no one should ever watch CNN and she was held at msnbc or CNN. fox I news I um, if anyone wants to read anything where they're telling you anything important you oh, go yeah. to the gray zone you go to the intercept and even the intercept you should take with a big grain of salt but i would recommend if i can glenn greenwall to read and to listen to uh, on the intercept i would um most definitely suggest aaron mate m-a-t-e uh, at uh, his show's called Pushback, um, the Useful Idiots podcast for <laughs> Rolling Stone, uh, Jimmy Dore on YouTube. Um, they they speak <laughs> more Please critically say, yeah. about issues and honestly and uh, yeah and oh and then one more person um, oh two more people Nico House if you That's just really you know Google his name N I K O House and then um, Kim Iverson. I think those are really good sources of news. Um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, they should be mainstream, but you know, um, they're not. They're not. The, uh, yeah, they, they, they don't go along with the narrative. They should be mainstream. Uh, uh, Orange Man bad and Greta Thunberg good, you know, yeah. good yeah. and expert in, in a climate. No, no, it wasn't even climate change. It was COVID 19 <laughs> expert, expert yeah. or pandemic or some shit. Oh, yeah, she yeah. did. Actually. She did get it. She well, you know what? She she's a real, real good proponent of uh, fear. fear. Like, she like just that. wants to facts scare fear everyone. Monger. She's a fear monger. Yeah, so I guess she was a good expert on that panel after all. Mm-hmm. If it... yeah. yeah, so she yeah. she yeah exactly. Maybe she was not, not the facts portion of that panel. So maybe they the maybe they had a good portion. reason. Yeah. Well, that was the reason. Why am I even just? <laughs> yeah, facts. What are those? <laughs> right, exactly. She's the fears. The fear, the yeah. facts, kind of like. But anyway, stay away yeah. from that. You know. You know what? Because I've never heard um, of those before. You know. Yeah, I'm just surprised that a lot of people support her. Though. <laughs> um, you know, she had a lot of uh, corporate propaganda behind her. <laughs> so this, uh, most people are just too goddamn busy trying to stay above water than yeah. to really think about these yeah, issues critically and to go to make a deep research about what's going on what is she saying and you know what are yeah so uh, i mean people are just not that interested not that interested not because people are dumb because people are just so uh preoccupied and you know just trying to you know live their own lives as 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 best they can and that's a struggle people are you know so you know they rely on these major corporations to tell them the truth and unfortunately yeah, they true. are not you know fox news has been you know 
has always been bad. CNN used to be mm. okay. The New York Times used to be okay. But uh, recently, they've just been, you know, disgusting, quite honestly. They're not news anymore. They're, they're, they're rage bait. Well, I'm done. I think I, I think I got it. Unless you have any more questions. Yeah, I was going to say, dude. Yeah, uh, in the so. work ethic and savings. Yikes. That's what's <laughs> going to get you through life, not college. Although college, mm, you know, what? Nope. the only thing that's important about college is that it, it, goes, <laughs> it prepares people to advance yeah. things, to, you know, to create things. But if you just want to live a healthy, uh, if you just want to live <laughs> a healthy and happy life if you don't care about you know being at the forefront yeah. of critical issues um then just work ethic and savings are, are i think are going to go a long way yeah oh that was a kid i don't know the, the windows was... open yeah the yeah. windows open. Yeah, yeah, I don't or know, something in the yeah. background i keep throwing a tent oh my god yeah Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Just, yeah. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in the studio we're in Saul's room yeah, just, yeah, you know. yeah. I wonder how I wonder yeah. how those parents are handling them. yeah later 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 yeah. you know Neither you just I. keep I'm these things friends, these po- this podcast going yes. you'll eventually you know so you'll get there I mean yeah. Joe Rogan yeah, didn't start this Joe way like, you know just make make them make them uh, interesting and um yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Just captivating, and you and you know you'll be fine. Try to stay yeah. away from the gimmicks. The gimmicks. Yep. And oh, people yeah. just want to gain uh, notoriety. I feel like that's what that like fame is as fast like, as they can, as opposed to when you really focus more on the crafts, uh, the fame. And maybe not the fame, but definitely fortune follows. But if you're just, you know, trying to ride, you know, just try to jump in and immediately, you know, be rich and famous, you're going to have a hard time being rich and famous. You, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of hard work that goes in. Like even rich and famous people are just, they're not relevant yeah, on not their own. Easy. They continue to well, it's work never that hard. Easy. I mean, I have a big respect for actors in that sense because actors have to go to like, for example, we just look at... Um, Keanu Reeves and and the John Wick movies like Keanu Reeves knows how to work guns and he knows how to fight like he has to go through he had to go through yeah, all that training. training you saw oh, that yeah. video of him like going through the shooting range and yeah. he did it really well live, live fire like it, that's a skill that he learned specifically for the movie so a lot of these actors really you know you oh, can yeah, tell I've when actors are mediocre crazy. and they don't know what they're talking about when you see some movies really terrible movies and then but you have those actors that don't that you don't know they're actors that you're in the scene you know that you believe that they are the character <laughs> that they are they work really hard to do that you know that's not easy that's work ethic right there work ethic i'm telling you work ethic is where it's at. oh yeah i hope i'm not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? i think i'm more uh more right than you're not wrong i would say about this you know <laughs> but yes is there anything else? <laughs> yeah. No, not I, like, okay. I'm so I don't know if you want to do it the like, outro. I don't know if you we have went, an we outro. Over you most can do of it now and then you can talk, edit it later. Talk about actually. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, I guess this will be <laughs> this will be the actual. Well, anyway, anyhow, um, thank you guys for listening. This has been your host, uh, Caesar and Saul, or cousins of mine.